Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast. Welcome back. He says to himself, I was off on holiday last week, and now we're back, and it's good to have that time off, because sometimes I like to keep busy, but the relentless drudge of existence weighs heavy on my feeble and ill soul. And a holiday just kind of makes that go away for a little bit. So instead, I'm back and feeling up for this doing radio, doing media, having fun, all of that stuff. We'll see how long this lasts. But meanwhile, here's what we got up to on radio earlier today. Speaking of being eco-friendly, I worked out today that, because uh, I got the train in today, because uh, I've got to go and work in London afterwards, I I think I'm zero carbon. I think I'm having zero carbon, because I didn't drive anywhere today. Walked to the train station. Walked to the train, got the train, going to walk back to the train and then get the train back and walk. I'm zero carbon. I'm good for the environment. I mean, not entirely good for the environment. I am doing that thing in the shed where I'm making some oak wood smoked dolphin. But other than that, eco-friendly, mate. On the show today, I can tell you, we'll be covering some big news. Boris Johnson in not wearing a mask shocker. Boris Johnson in talking about Pepper Pig shocker. Boris Johnson... There's going to be a lot of Boris Johnson shockers, none of which anyone finds shocking. Larry will be available, hopefully, later on to talk about Adele. He's got some Adele news. I think the singer could turn out to be a computer. We'll find out. And, oh yeah, some futurology people have made predictions about what the future will be like. Is what they do. I would have thought that's a terrible job to have, but clearly they knew more about it than I do. And uh, we'll talk about that... It's also a story of a message in a bottle that's been found. We'll get stuck into that and probably end up playing the obvious song as well. It's front page news, and it was yesterday as well, about the Prime Minister not wearing a mask. PM's mask slips again is the front page of the Metro today. Another train and more proof that commuters uh, of Johnson's contempt for his own face-covering advice. Before I went on holiday, I think it was, there was a picture of Boris Johnson in a hospital not wearing a mask, and not just not wearing a mask walking down the corridor with his mouth open like he was catching flies so interesting i wouldn't go to hospital and try and catch anything but that's the difference between me and him one of the differences and then over the weekend there's a picture of him on a packed train without a mask look we could all sit here doing the jokes saying like oh how does he look himself in the face quite easily there's no mask in the way we could do that but i thought what would be better as a public service broadcaster is to tell you what the rules actually are I think that's the problem. The rules are a bit hard to grasp at the moment. So I've done the research, and here we go. When wearing a face covering remains uh, law in some settings, such as public transport in Wales, Northern Ireland and Scotland. Been there. England, the rules are looser. Transport for London have made them a condition of carriage, a non-legal rule, on trains and buses, whilst most rail operators simply urge or advise passengers to do so. Senior health experts have urged people to wear face coverings to help reduce the threat of COVID and stave off future lockdowns. Now, even that seems quite complicated. That's two paragraphs worth. I think I might be able to sum it up even easier. It's something that legally you're not required to wear. But if you're around lots of other people, it's probably good to wear it. I think it's just the same rule as trousers, isn't it? If I... Look, if I'm in a carriage on my own and I don't have my trousers on, it's no one else's business. But if there are other people around me, it's the polite thing to do. So I think I've just made that a lot easier. So actually, the headline today should be, Our Prime Minister caught without his trousers? Yeah, that's still not shocking, is it? A smudger in Dagenham gets in touch and says, Good afternoon, Steve. So good to know you are back with your humour and funny quips and some rather fine music. Okay, fair point, well made. 
Uh, Boris should lead by example, but let's face it, when has he ever done that? Uh, maybe we should all take a leaf from his book and get all the privileges he gets and other bungs. Hmm, well, if, uh, if he doesn't wear a mask, I'm not sure if he wears a... Oh, no, I see. The... <laughs> we're up and running already. Thank you for this. And if you've got any... And in case you've only just joined us, we're talking about the front page. What are the papers? Is Boris not wearing a mask? Uh, certain newspapers are really getting angry about it. It's over to you for any analysis you go for. Uh, to the phones, hello. Now, is it a little bit too presumptuous? Yes. Or is oh, it I'll start ironic this. Yeah. to use a tagline from a famous film for Boris? Mm-hmm. Stupid is as stupid does. I thought you were going to go with something from Snakes on a Plane. Get those masks off my train. Right, anyway. Now, can we not just call him Boris Gump? Boris Gump? See what I did there? That's good. See? That's, that's little, bit of, little bit of wordplay. Yeah. Bit of, just you changing the surname and... I think everyone gets what you did. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think it quite, you know, sums him up quite nicely, to be honest. Yeah. And no. we, you often see him running, so it makes Without so much sense. Without being defamatory... Well, it's a bit late for that. with all the big words today. Ironic, defamatory... God. Ironic's not a big word, but yeah. Well, yeah, it is <laughs> for me. It, it, it is for me. Anyway, life is like a box of chocolate. Yep. Yeah, you've just got all the soft centres, isn't it? I've just heard a bloke talking about chocolates. Where can we get these chocolates? Because I'm starving. I need chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boris needs to be shot, undrawn and quartered, then shot. That's it. End of story. Yeah, you don't want to shoot someone before hanging, drawing and quartering them. Oh, you... I don't mind shooting them whenever. Oh, I don't mind. It'd just be I'll a waste bullets. of time. I've got plenty of bullets. I've got plenty. I don't think it's the waste of the bullet. It's the waste of the hanging, the drawing and the quartering. You're basically, you're turning into a chef. Well, yeah. But when I had the old bill round, right, to check my, 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 my gun licences... Oh, he yeah. said to me, you've got enough ammunition here to start a war. I said, well, I said, that's what may happen shortly if we go into lockdown. And okay. they, they let you keep the weapon, did they? OK. Oh, they <laughs> let me keep all my weapons and all my bullets, yes. So I'm quite happy. Mm. Well, we're all scared. Yeah. OK. When the apocalypse comes, mate, I'm ready for it. Anyway. Well, you say that, you've not even got any chocolates in to get the latest in the world of entertainment news because it's the most important slice of news there is. What's going on with all the entertainment? And to tell us more, we're joined by our entertainment news correspondent. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, did you miss me while I was on holiday? Like a hole in the head. Well, I wish you had one fewer hole in the head of yours, but we don't all get what we want, do we? Uh, so what news have you got for us? Adele has been upset. Yeah, I know she has. Several albums worth. Not just that. She was upset by a TV interviewer. Oh, uh, did she watch Piers Morgan again? No, Stevie. She was being interviewed by Australian TV host Matt Doran, who flew to London to interview her. When she asked him what he thought of her album, he said he hadn't listened to it. So she walked out. I'm thinking I'm on his side. I mean, you don't have to listen to an album or read a book to interview someone. I've done loads of interviews with people about Late Night Mash that have called the show The Mash Show. Uh, it's right to my face. I've still not stormed off anywhere. But you didn't have anywhere else to go. Solid point. It seems odd that if you were interviewing Adele on her new album, why wouldn't you listen to it? Oh, he was probably busy. He had a 23-hour flight to kill and still didn't sit through it. Oh, yeah, when you put it like that, no wonder Adele was upset. I know. I look forward...
forward to hearing all about it in our next album. Indeed. Thanks for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. But working from home could be causing more people more problems. With a thing in the newspaper today saying that five in nine companies spy on their employees working from home or plan to do so in the future using technology by monitoring their computer use? Oh. In that case, let me say sorry, and I was trying to Google for a replacement for the doorbell that wouldn't need batteries, cat flaps, and the common European bird species, Paris Major. I mean, you'd have to Google that last one, but you'd probably guess it. We started the last hour by talking about all the coverage of Boris's mask debacle. Demaskable. Doesn't quite work as a pun. And then in the news, we heard what happened with him trying to give a speech. I got the audio from the bulletin. It's great that we get made up to date. So our Prime Minister, giving a speech, said... With fantastic uh, broadband... Uh... <sighs> uh... Forgive me. You're right, mate. You feel like you're having a bad day, because... That's not what normally goes wrong when you can't find something in a script. I mean, look, I sit here doing a show, what, maybe six out of ten on a good day. Which means I'm making mistakes left, right and centre. Sometimes I've got the wrong wrong phone call lined up, I've got the wrong page in a newspaper. And you just kind of style it, you front it out a little bit until you get the right thing you need, and then you do that. There has been no point where I've said, oh, let's see, see some of the thing in the newspaper and, uh, oh, oh Master Chef. Sorry, oh, forgive me. Because you might as well live your life, mate. And I also, I did say, I said Master Chef. It seems like he's saying the word Master Chef. Is that what he's saying there? Master Chef. Uh, so that's my new expletive. Whenever something's going wrong for me, oh, Master Chef. Um, but it really feels like he's having a bad day. Any day when instead of fronting it out and styling it out, you go for ah, uh, get to the chopper. Although, for those people, and I know some people aren't Boris Johnson fans, you should at the very least enjoy what he said at the end. Forgive me. There you go, you got an apology for something. You know this peck a pick pick a pick a pick a pick You know the uh, uh, Boris Johnson speech? If, right? uh, about Peter Piper picking a peck of pickled pepper? <laughs> That's right, yes. Right. That's the one. Yeah, you know when he made that speech, and he apparently he lost his papers, he was like he's, he's in the toilet <laughs> on a train. <laughs> it's the worst time to not have your paper around, though, is it? The lame guy's done the speech. He's very perfect. He got off way through his speech. He couldn't look find his, his papers. And he got himself with a pickle. <laughs> a pepper pig pickle? No, I, I like pepper pig world. It's very nice. And he just completely lost He lost the plot. Yeah, I mean, he, he could have put I don't being funny. I know he's um, being bugged by pepper pig pig. <laughs> Oh, we know what I'm saying. I wonder if he's been banned. Right. I don't think I don't think I can put that bit on the radio. That's that's a bit trickier. <laughs> the geezer runs. He might have banged him a few, Bob. <laughs> oh, you're it. saying bunged. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he could have... By the way, some slippers down. You know he gets his dog past him in the House of Parliament. So no, I gave him... I want to call him a brown envelope. And he got distracted. How much is in that envelope? But he wouldn't say <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> might not have cleared it up for me, but I think I know what we're yeah. talking about now. I've just heard that, I've actually on the news, and it sounded like a phone call I had last night of all that heavy breathing, so I'm wondering if that was him. <laughs> but he's got to pay for that wallpaper somehow. Yes, I think he has, but 
But then you say Master Chef. <sighs> Master Chef. Right? Ah, oh, Master could Chef. He, could he be saying Past the Chef? Ah, oh, Past know? the Chef. Perhaps they're, perhaps they're playing past the parcel or with a chef. Past yeah. the chef. These rich people, honestly. Yeah. I'll tell you. No, I've never. I've played past the parcel. I've never wrapped up a chef before. I ain't lived, mate. But it, yeah. It, um, oh, past, master chef. Master, master chef. Well, perhaps she's going. Perhaps now we always say masturbate, wouldn't we? Perhaps she's saying masturbate, masturbate. You think so? It could, but I know. Obviously, you I can't. Mean, you can't you can't put this out. This but, bit's not going to be... Yeah, this will be in the podcast. No, no, no. I, I, but again, I refer you to my original point that if you can't find the right page in a script, you think, well, oh, quick, uh, freestyle, say some words, masturbate. I don't know why that helps you fill the gap. <laughs> yeah. Master, master blaster, master blaster. Well, he he was just talking about broadband, and maybe he thought, "What do do people use the um, uh, broadband for? Masturbation?" Blah blah blah. There you go. There you go. That's Solved it. it. We have sorted it now. So, end of. There's a story in the news of a message in a bottle that was written in 1985 by some school kids in Wales has been found by a family in a river in also Wales. Now, first point there. A message in a bottle, if it doesn't go that far, is it really a message in a bottle or is it it's litter, isn't it? Is it just litter? But it's nice, though. They were really excited about it, the, the family that found it. I was reading in the story, and apparently the family wanted to reply, but they couldn't use the phone number that was on the paper in the message because they've changed all the phone numbers since then. I suppose, yeah, 1985 doesn't seem like a long time ago, but this was written in 1985 which means some of the things in this message are probably considered like racist or sexist these days. I don't really know what pupils used to write in Wales in the mid-80s, but I bet you there's some some stuff that, if you know, these days, oof, I'm not sure you could say that. But the question I was going to ask is if you were to write a message in a bottle, what message would you put in there? That can be the phone-in thing for the next two hours, because why not? I've got some bottle. I get through a lot of bottles. You don't need to know why. Stop staring. And I could do this. We could come up with the best thing to write in a bottle, in a message, and I can lob it when I'm back in the flat, chuck it by the side of the Thames, bloop, and then through a couple of decades later, someone about seven yards down there will pick it up and throw it away. But what message would you want us to put as a show, as a community, what should we put in a message in a bottle? Email on air at time1075.net, text 8522, start your message with the word time, or write it on a bit of paper, put it in a bottle, bloop, and we'll read it out in about three decades. So, as we heard in the news, Boris Johnson, our Prime Minister, said... Yesterday I went, uh, as, as we all must, uh, uh, to, to Peppa Pig World. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to... How's up anyone who's been to Peppa Pig World? Not enough. I mean... Is he all right? You right? And this was up north. This is like so far away from Peppa Pig World, and he just goes off on one advertising of a theme park. And although it wasn't the only thing that happened, because as we heard in the news, Sam say he also lost his place in his notes, imitated a car noise, and compared himself to Moses. And that does make a lot of sense because the car noise thing—it's difficult if that's actually him doing that. It's just how he speaks, isn't it? You can hear the gear changes. But we compared himself to Moses, and I think that's that's the bit where you can't complain. He is very much Moses-esque, because I think we all remember 
by watching Moses, the classic film, where he walks down from Mount Sinai with those two stone tablets in his hand. And he holds them to read them out and says, I went as we all must to Pepper Pig World. I don't know if you have hands up if you have been to Pepper Pig World. Not enough. And that is a really emotional scene. So fair enough. He is spot on there. You can't you can't touch him for that. Oh look, I will do anything for publicity. And desperate, desperate for uh, for any listeners. So chuck in a message in a bottle, or someone might open it. I'm definitely going to include details of the show. Of course I am. But what else should I write in there? This is after a story of a message in a bottle was thrown into the water in Wales, found in Wales. Really, you could have just left it on a like a village notice board would have worked better, but it wouldn't have made it into the newspapers. So what should we put in our publicity-seeking message in a bottle? Let's go through some of your emails. Um, Hi, Steve. For the message in a bottle, how about please dispose of this bottle and paper responsibly? I couldn't be bothered to. Says Philip from Rush Green. Beautiful work. Because in the future... Who knows how many recycling boxes they'll have by then. Uh, Hi, Steve, says Smudger and Dagenham. I would write, to whomever reads this message, haven't you got better things to do than read other people's letters? Now put it back. Yes. It's a message that keeps paying then, doesn't it? You catch people out every couple of decades. Uh, Ted and Elm Park says, afternoon, Steve. No deposit, no return. Nice. Uh, Emails come through as well. Let's have a look. Um, Martin says, I'd write, warning... Poisonous, do not open. You cruel man. The, oh, I like that one. That's a very good one. And Joe says, um, I'd say, uh, a note that says, send help, and then sign it, Lord Lucan. And Martin gets in touch again and says, uh, Steve, whatever you write on the note, you should sign it from the tequila worm. I feel like you're not taking this seriously. In the papers today, Kylie Minogue is proud that her gold hot pants are now in a museum. That's nothing, love. My hot pants are in an evidence locker. So, probably don't need the rest of that story. I did the best joke that I could have done out of it right after sentence number one. A message in a bottle was discovered in Wales after being sent in 1985. Imagine such a time. From Wales. So it didn't travel far, but it travelled in time. In 1985. What was the... I walked past someone's house when they were watching Back to the Future and I realised one of my favourite scenes It's you barely even think about it afterwards is when it goes back in time and they do the, you know, 1.21 gigawatts Yes, I know I'm off topic when we're meant to be talking about messages in bottles Shush I'm back um, when they're talking about 1.21 gigawatts which now we realise should be a gigawatt and then there's the bit where he says um, like, oh, it's powered on plutonium and Doc Brown says In 1985... I'm sure you can walk into any high street store and buy plutonium, but in 1954, it's a little bit harder to come by. I'd need to have, uh, what was it, he actually says something like, the only way to produce that kind of power is a board of lightning. What? What's that, duck? A board of lightning. Really setting up the story, aren't they? Really pasting on. Like, I don't know why I'm mentioning a board of lightning, because it would never happen, but if someone could predict one, it could work. Why, duck? And he looks at his piece of paper. Ah, good times. What are we doing here? Oh, yeah, radio show, that's it. Talking about messages in bottles. 
And what messages should we pop in one to pop in a bottle, pop it in the Thames, see what happens? Jane in Collier Row says, Hi Steve, how about, ha ha, I bet you thought this message would say something interesting, didn't you? Ah, rubbing it in the faces of whoever's family bottle. And Stephen gets in touch. Stephen Leatherdale, hello, says, Afternoon Steve, if I was writing a message in a bottle, I would enclose a self-portrait in my bottle with the message, Feeling pretty, might erase later, please send me the bottle back. I thought we'd talk about the future. Because there's a story in the papers today about what's going to happen. They do these futurology things where some experts predict what's going to happen in the next 15 years in this case. And according to this, we will eat insects in restaurants. We will go on holiday via virtual reality. Hire robots from the high street, according to these predictions. We'll also have 3D printed organs, which will make transplant waiting lists a thing of the past. And smart toilets which will analyse urine for health issues. This is according to this Future Business Report. One of its authors, Dr Ian Pearson, said a greater interaction with technology is going to revolutionise business. Well, I love the idea of talking about the future. So to find out more, I'm joined by a futurologist now, Dr Simon Fye. Hello. Hey there. Thanks for joining me. Let's go through a list of these predictions then. We'll eat insects? Sure, we already do if you go to my local kebab place. But in the future, insects will be a great source of protein. Which means watching I'm a Celebrity will be disappointing. And we will be able to hire robots from shops to do what? Many things. Cooking, cleaning. And if you really can't stomach eating the insects, then you can probably hire a robot to do that. Wouldn't that be pointless? People use technology for pointless things all the time, Steve. I've seen your Instagram. Fair play. Good point. Well made. Um, 3D printed organs. What are they? They are probably more appetizing than eating insects. A nice human kidney that didn't come from a real person means you could try it without feeling bad. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like the sound of this future, to be fair. And finally, a toilet that tests your urine to see if you're healthy. This is the only one that I think will never work. If it tests your urine to see if you're well, when you pour bleach down that loo, it's going to call you an ambulance. Thank you very much for joining me, a futurologist. Okay, thank you. I've just thought I'd ring you up. I haven't, I haven't uh, seen you for, uh, spoke to you for a while because my mum, something happened with my mum, I got called round to her and she's been very, very upset. Anyway, when I got round there, what she's done, she's left the washing machine open and the cat had jumped in just on the little bit of washing and you know what's happened next. She's shut the door, switched the washing machine on and, uh, you know, when I got round her, you can imagine the state she was in. Mm. But all I could say to her is, look, mum, at least she's had a bit of comfort in this last <laughs> half hour. <laughs> had a good one, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, that actually is. There you go, then. Thank you. You've completed the podcast. Thank you for downloading it and getting to this stage. Track me down on social media and say hi. At Mr. Stephen Allen would be one way of doing it. Subscribe to the podcast for more of this. And, yeah, there's a couple of things I'm up to at the moment. If you follow me on social media, I'm sure I'll tweet about what I'm doing where you can watch me, stuff like that, because, let's be honest, what else am I going to spend my time doing? Got some nice gigs coming up you can come along to. Uh, other than that, get back into your podcast. Have a good one. Goodbye.